This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Not to overreact, but the season's basically over. It's done. It's <laughs> over. Everybody yeah, panic. I mean, um, let's not sit here and pretend like today didn't happen. I mean, yeah. If you have season it, tickets, I want to get rid of them now because there's no you, point. You move it's them. over. And yeah. again, if Bob Melvin is here, are you trailing by eight runs in the first inning? You have to ask yourself that question. If Juan Soto is here, are you trailing by eight runs in the first inning? Probably this, not. This a great point. This is a really good point. Yeah, um, so, okay, John and Jim with you. It is an overreaction edition of the wrap up show. Um, we're kidding. If you can't tell, if you're new here. Uh, thanks for hanging out. We have year-round content for Padres fans. And season five of the wrap-up show, you could kind of say, starts tonight. We started this thing in 2020. We're still going in 2024. <laughs> so season five of the wrap-up show starts tonight. We have year-round content for you. Yeah, got to uh, subscribe if you're here. Um, we won't be doing it every single day, obviously, during spring training. We would literally be insane. Uh, but we'll be doing a lot once we get into the season, including from – well, we won't be in Korea. Will we, Jim? Do we have any news to share? Will, be in, will we be in Korea? If I'm in Korea, something, something went horribly wrong. wrong. <laughs> but we will be doing live wrap-up show watch parties at 3 a.m. Pacific, back-to-back nights, March 20th and 21st per gym. This was Jim's I, I, idea. I, I, I will be doing watch parties. Correct. I um, might actually be at the NCAA tournament, but I'll do my best to be there. If you're in a hotel room by yourself, you are doing it with me. I know, but I, what if I'm next to like, you know, Lamont Butler? I can't keep him up. Like if he's in the room next to me. What are you going to be like banging on the walls screaming? and screaming? No, but you know, hotel rooms. Like nice hotel rooms that the Aztecs would stay at and that you would stay at. They're not like paper thin walls, bro. Fair point. Anyway, you <laughs> got to subscribe. Butler up. Like, what are we talking we, about? We've got wrap-up show watch parties for you where we're going to be with you for the entirety of the game, March 20th and 21st. Hopefully the games there are better than the game today against the Dodgers. Um, I tweeted out after this game or during this game, we're not going to overreact. We're not going to overreact. We're not going to overreact. But tonight we are here to overreact we lie. with you. 
So, okay, here's the deal. Subscribe, smash the like button, follow us on social media. We appreciate the supers. We really do as we kick off another season. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. It is a great way to support our work. We'll get to every single super chat and interact with them, like the one that just came in a moment ago from Paul. And uh, we appreciate your memberships as well. If you want custom emojis, badges, if you want to support our work again, you can click the join button down below. I don't even know what to say about today. It's not about, this is what we said on the radio. It's not about today. It's about everything they fail to do in the offseason that scares you. Left, center, DH, back of rotation, bench. That scares you. I don't care about 14 1 today. I really don't. But I do care about the issues facing this team based on their lack of doing anything throughout the course of the offseason. Yeah. Everything that you saw on paper, you know, you see it for the first time with your own two eyes. And it's, as far as just the names go, like you look at the lineup today and I'm, I don't want to sit here and like complain about the first spring training lineup and I'm not going to. Yes, you are. But the first spring training lineup, it was only missing really, you know, just, I mean, it's a big piece, Manny Machado. <laughs> um, and everybody else is a regular or vying for a spot on the major league roster. And that's when it kind of hit me like, huh, they have still so many holes. You know, you see a bottom half of the lineup of a Jackson Merrill, Eggy Rosario, Jose Azokar, and who else was out there? Cal Mitchell is your DH. That's a problem. And that is not just a spring training lineup. Those are guys that you're probably going to see at the big leagues at some point this year, I would think. Or at least those guys have an opportunity to be at the big leagues. It's not like these these guys that were at the bottom of this lineup today um, have no shot. And you see that, and you're like, okay. The 14-1, like you said, means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. I think I read Dennis's piece tonight, and Joe's like, I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter. I was out there for a, a purpose, and uh, the result is not what I wanted. Yeah, did I want to finish an inning? Of course I did. Right. But I don't, he's like, I don't care. And I, I'm the same way. I don't care. But like you said, John, we talked about a lot today on John and Jim. They didn't address any of their big time needs this offseason. They still have no left fielder, center fielder, DH, and their bench is god awful. So when you see it like in person, like actually, like it's, it's a real thing. That's when you're like, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous if they don't make any moves. And by the way, if you read Dennis's piece tonight, um, it doesn't sound like they're in a rush to make a move. It sounds like they're really going to give all of the guys I just mentioned, plus others, the first crack. And well, they're certainly getting the first crack. And because... Probably like they're going to be on this roster. Yeah, I mean, here's the here's the deal. Because what you what you said is is accurate. I mean, Machado's of course a huge piece. Someone like Profar could end up being a starter on this team as well. Not that it's overly impactful, but you know, Machado, Profar, you could argue others. But a home spring training lineup, you know, this is a lot of their starting lineup. And again, it's one game. You weren't facing elite pitching. They had one solo home run from Jake Cronenworth, which is fine. And you know, Joe, the only thing I cared about, and Paul will get your super in a moment. The, the only thing I cared about today is seeing Joe Musgrove kind of put the lost season behind him. Last year was a lost season. When he pitched, he was effective. But it was great when he pitched. I, I just wanted to see him. 
I just wanted to see him go in inning. That's all I wanted to see. And yeah, beyond well. that, I would have said, you know what? Joe Musgrove's healthy to start the year. That's a critical piece for the Padres. Who cares about spring training offensive stats in one random game? But to face, you know, like Mookie Betts and whomever else is in the lineup, like Chris Taylor, and, you know, go through a scoreless inning, maybe allow a hit, maybe not, maybe strike a batter out, maybe two. That's what I was hoping to see, and that didn't happen. And again, to Musgrove's point in the article, the, the games are relevant. The fact that four batters reached against him isn't overly relevant, but yeah. man, you've been waiting five months since the disappointment of last year, and it's eight nothing with one out in the top of the first inning. That's a joke. Like it, again, it doesn't matter, but it's like, come on. Like I've been waiting five months to watch this, and it's eight nothing with one out in the top of the first inning, and you're onto your third pitcher, and yeah, it's a no. 35 minute inning. It sucks. It, it sucks. It's it not sucks. like it's like okay, but. You know, if they start the season fifteen and seven, you're like, who gives a shit what they did in the first spring training game? If they start one and zero, who cares what they did in the first? <laughs> they spring sweep the Dodgers game. in Korea. I mean, this, yeah. this will be the. Th- I don't care if they go winless in the Cactus League if they start one and one. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, right. it doesn't even matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It again, I, I'm tr- trying to get the point across of like the result fourteen to one does not matter, but seeing the pieces that were out there that's what matters and that is the concerning part of it not the 14 one even if they won 14 one well i mean if they won 14 one and you had jackson Merrill go like three for three with the home run and you know eggy rosaro go th- two for three with the double and cal mitchell have a big hit like then you like, wouldn't have cared <laughs> i wouldn't have cared but at least it wouldn't have been as like like, oh, these are these are the pieces that they're going to be putting on this major league roster to start the season. And who knows? Maybe they all have great springs and it's just like a one-off, whatever. I don't know. But, like, the other thing, too, is the guys like Cal Mitchell and Graham Pauly and Jackson Merrill and whenever we see Jacob Marcy, you know, like, they're going to have to have good springs to be on this opening day roster. And if they don't, there's, like, no plan B. So that's it. This is what they got. Like, I really want to pull this piece, this up here real quick, John from Dennis. Cause hold on. Cause I read in his, I don't know if you read the article tonight. I've read it. By the way, the Padres are still waiting on their new pants. God, if those are the pants they wore today were the team, the, the ones from last year. Do you know that? It's crazy. It's the, that's a whole nother story, but yeah. Okay. What so, are you pulling What are you pulling up in the article? It's a hold on. Um, Let me get to the super chat from Paul. Paul, appreciate yeah. you. Um, appreciate everyone that's here right now. Please subscribe. All right, you're on content for Padres fans. Everyone here right now, please subscribe. Thank you for the super chats. We'll get to every single one of them. Great way to support our work. Paul says we only beat y'all by a couple of touchdowns. All right, Paul's a Dodger fan. Thanks, Paul. Um, Musgrove looked rusty, but some of the other guys look pretty good. You know, I will say this: Mike Schultz said in this article. I mean, he hasn't pitched since July 28th. And you're thinking to yourself, you know what? He hasn't pitched since July 28th, which is a little bit of a, like, that's kind of a problem. Like, there might be a little bit of a curve here. He hasn't pitched since July 28th, and he's going to pitch March 20th or 21st in Korea against the Dodgers. But, like, that's a fair point. He hasn't pitched since July 28th. So are you expecting him to go 180 innings this year and look like Joe Musgrove of 2022? I oh. hope to see it, but he didn't even throw 100 innings last year. Are you going from 100 last year back to 180-190 this year? Man, that would be pretty special. He's going to have to have a big year. I think they even I think even Kevin Brown and Kirkshin and uh, Eduardo Perez mentioned it. Like he's mm-hmm. their horse. Like he has to have a good year on the broadcast. Okay. Yep. Here here's the part 
of the Dennis article that you're like, uh oh. Thanks, Paul. While while they await, yeah, thanks for the Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, while they await their updated pants, <laughs> they have holes to fill at the following positions. Oh, left is that field, like a pun? Like holes was, in their good pants. Job, Dennis. Uh, left field, center field, designated hitter, and the final two spots in the starting rotation. Mm-hmm. Acquiring a pricey free agent or a highly paid trade candidate would be a surprise. The Padres appear compelled to give the various prospects in big league camp, some with little experience above a ball, ample opportunity to win opening day jobs. First pitch at his, the Sky Dome is in a little less than four weeks, and the risk of a less than fully baked roster is significant. That have is not, it. Have we not been saying that? That like the roster's not complete, and you wonder. Here's the problem: we don't even know if they have any flexibility with payroll. Eric Kitsender was non-committal. AJ Preller's been non-committal. Even if they have flexibility with payroll, this free agent market is so bizarre, and they're clearly not at the top end of the free agent market. What are you adding anyway? If you're adding jerks and profile types, then are you really impacting your, you know, your team in a positive manner anyway? So it's like you're kind of stuck between like a rock and a hard place. Like you either trust your young players to develop and perform at the big league level, or what do you do? I don't even know what the stopgap opportunities are. I mean, they're there, but are you really improving your team by going with stopgap? So you're kind of in this like, well, if I go stopgap, I'm not really helping my win total. If you go young, you don't think you're helping your win total, but young might help you get over the hump eventually. But is AJ Preller going to be able to even be here? If you're bridging a gap, and buying time until 2025, I just feel like they're in a really tough spot. With a first-year GM, easy. Develop the young players. Second-year GM, easy. But he's a 10th-year GM, and I don't know if he can survive this plan of playing young players against Arizona, LA, all these teams. Forget about the Dodgers, you said today. But Arizona and Philadelphia and Atlanta and St. Louis, and it goes on and on and on. Are they good enough to beat those teams with regularity and make the postseason by playing young players all year long? You tell me. It's going to be very tough, man. I, I, I don't, uh, I don't remember a team that was able to do that to this level of guys that are not perceived as like ready to go. You know, like I know the the Arizona Diamondbacks, if you want to say a team that had a, has a lot of talent in their system and kind of helped propel them to a, a World Series last year. But I mean, Corbin Carroll, like dude was a stud mm-hmm. and uh, like at the door, knocking the door down, like bring me up. I'm ready to go. And you saw what happened. Is Jackson Merrill a guy that's, you know, knocking down the doors? Like, I don't know. And other than, you know, Ethan Salas, no. Okay. Uh, you know, they, Robbie Snelling, is that a guy that's knocking down the door? I mean, Dylan Lesko, like, some of these guys have only had one full season, like, in the minors. Um, so there's a couple of things with AJ that you look at this roster, and like you said, does he even have the, the opportunity to go out and spend money with the payroll constrictions like we literally have no idea he may have no no like we've heard the number 20 million but maybe it's zero maybe it's nothing you know like i don't know but um by no means am i giving any sympathy for for aj for maybe not having the funds because 
the reason why one or at least one of the reasons why this team potentially doesn't have the funds to go out and fill all of these holes that they have is because he put them in this position. Like well, it's I plain mean, and simple. Look at the dead money. I mean, we talked about Eric Hosmer yesterday. That, that money is impacting his payroll right now. And if you want to say, well, you know, Peter Seidler was a, a big reason they spent a lot of money. AJ goes to Peter and get it, or he went to Peter. And a lot of times it was, I have an idea. Do we have the funds? Do you think we could do it? And a lot of times Peter would have get Peter gave the like, yeah, we do. I like it. I like what you're thinking. Let's do it. And then Peter obviously helped push that across the finish line with contracts for Xander Bogarts for the trade of Juan Soto, you know, whatever you want to say about Manny Machado, but um, you know, he, it wasn't just like Peter went rogue and spent all this money because of maybe his health. Like the person who presented ideas because he is the president of baseball operations and general manager of this team was AJ Preller and Peter rest his soul was, you know, a guy willing to try to do anything possible to win. So when you give a guy essentially almost a blank check for all of his ideas, this is what happens. All right, let me get to uh, Vector 53. Then I have a point to make about this payroll. But Vector 53, thank you. Thank you guys for the super chats. Great way to support our work. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. Subscribe if you're here. Year-round content for Padres fans. Uh, Padres lose today 14-1, by the way. Um, low expectations for this team should be the norm. Not based on no. today but potentially based on what's happened here this offseason, I wouldn't say low expectations, but maybe lowered expectations. Here's what I mean by that. This whole $20 million commentary, Jim, this, hey, maybe they have $20 million. Then explain to me this. Your signings are Yuki Matsui, $3.25 million this year. Wu Go, $1.75 million this year. That adds up to five. Jerks and Profar, one. You've spent six million dollars on three players, but you're but you're holding out. You got that twenty in your back pocket, so you've spent six because you're waiting to strike with the twenty. Wouldn't it normally go the other way? You would actually spend the money that needs to be spent, um, and then you'd finish off a roster. Like, what are you waiting for with the twenty? You're not spending it on Bellinger. You're not spending it on Snell. You're going to go spend it on what a fifth starter for thirteen a year? Maybe. Maybe. Got rid of Soto's thirty million in arbitration. Well, that's a whole other thing. But I'm. But even forget all that. If we're being told that they have twenty, okay. What are we gonna? What are you trying to spend it on? You're gonna go get Tommy Pham. Why haven't you? You're gonna go get Michael Lorenzen. Why haven't you? You're gonna go get a fifth starter. Why haven't you? Slow market, but you have needs and you play in three weeks. So you're trying to go bargain. You're you're trying to take that twenty and squeeze it and get mm -hmm. the most out of it. But aren't you risking? the start of your season by doing that? Do you really want to sign Michael Lorenzen March 20th? Yeah. If you could have signed him February 20th, but well, but we saved 700 grand. Is it worth it? Right. You see, it's just getting, now again, there's still enough time where I think you could make a trade or a signing and certainly impact your team from day one. But all of a sudden you look up in a week or two and you're kind of like behind the eight ball and you're putting guys in weird positions and they're not ready to go from day one. So it's just, it's a weird thing. If they have 20, it's interesting. They're holding it in their back pocket waiting for what? Prices to come down, the perfect person. Yeah. You've had all off season. Look, I'm I'm nervous. I'm officially nervous. Like I am <laughs> I am worried. Okay. 
do I hope those those worries and nervousness goes away because they go out there and play good baseball and they actually start out pretty decently and um, they don't completely suck with runners in scoring position and be literally the worst team in baseball uh, with runners in scoring position and in one run games and in extra innings? Like, yeah, I hope they they aren't. I hope they they buck the buck the trend and reverse things from last year and they actually play good fundamental solid baseball i really do i'm i'm just it's hard for me to and i know it's probably hard for you and a lot of fans as well to like believe that when there's not been any significant upgrade to this team from a team that last year i mean the talent wise is to this year it's not even comparable this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. They were 0 for 5 with men in scoring position today, for whatever that's Blow it up. Um, JD's third, I assume this is facetious, although I respect it either way. Thank you for the super chat. He says Nando has zero excuses. He played winner Appreciate the hot take, yeah. Uh, That is a hot take. If you have a hot take, you want to contribute with the super, of course, we're going to get to it. What is your overreaction tonight, Padres fans? I mean, who cares? But everyone cares about the roster. Who cares about the game? But everyone, again, cares about the roster and the payroll and again man it's there's something i don't know what the right word would be ominous isn't it but it's like you waited five months to get a bitter taste out of your mouth and you lose 14 to one i mean come on can't you just like lose five four and nobody would ever care (laughs) in a million years about it but it's eight nothing and it's the dodgers so it makes it even more stupid it's so stupid the whole thing is absolutely I just, stupid. I, I mean, look this this article by Dennis came out after our show today on yep. John and Jim, and like I posted it on Twitter. Like that to me is the biggest thing. I, when you see that th- they're not really planning on doing much, and that it would probably be a surprise if they made a acquisition or a signing. Oh boy! Oh boy! I mean, if it's if it's if it's gonna accurate, and then Dennis does it, great reporting. Yeah. I mean, if, if, this, if this if it ends up being the case, and we don't know if it does or not, then man, you're asking for a lot. Like I always use poker analogies. Like, are you gonna you got one card in the deck? To, I mean, you don't. They have more than one card in the deck. That's the thing. I mean, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Are you trying to win the division? Forget about that for a second. Who cares? Mm-hmm. But so you have more than one card in the deck, obviously, to have a level of success in your season but you're asking for a lot like musgrove and darvish have to be healthy and machado and bogarts and tatis have to bounce back yada 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 like you're asking a lot a lot and and like and i'm seeing all the things oh you know merrill's look good in camp and Schilte is saying the right things i'm like you you don't this doesn't mean anything i understand people have to write and people have to comment that's fine that we have jobs that we need to do but anything you're reading or hearing or seeing is meaningless. All that matters is the season's going to start and you have what you have. You know the analogy, burn the ships? That's what it is. You have your system and you have your team. There are no trades. There are no acquisitions. A million here, a million there. You're not signing Cody Bellinger April 15th. You're not trading for name the starter 
May 1st. What you got is what you got. So they have to they have to figure this thing out sooner rather than later. And I mean, Mike Schultz going to have Schulte is going to have his work. He's going to have his work cut out for him. He really is. And it's why I think we are, uh, you know, talking about this at such a heightened level of concern is because there's like still real expectations with this team. And if this team was the, I don't know. I mean, the Kansas City Royals spent a lot of money, but if this team was like the Pittsburgh Pirates, yeah, you know what I mean. Like if they're the if if we're talking about the Pirates and we're like they don't have the this they don't have uh, a left fielder or center fielder or whatever, but there's a couple prospects and a highly rated prospect that uh, is probably going to start the year, then I would be all for that. I'd be excited about that because there's no expectation for that team to go to the postseason with a, a superstar players on it that they have. It'd be like, like whatever. Right, like, but that's not the case here. The case is, you spent two hundred fifty million last year. You ate shit. You, you felt you tripped over yourself. And you ate shit. You you have an off season where you trade away one of the best players in the game. You don't upgrade at any really position of need, and you don't spend any money when you pretty much gave the only reason why you traded to Juan Soto is to allocate the, those funds to the other parts of the roster that needed help to fill holes, but you haven't. And, you know, your owner passes away and you have a bunch of superstars on it because you just signed one to an 11 year, $280 million the previous season. Like, I'm sorry, we're not going to sit here and say that the expectation after World Series goes to literally, hey, we'll see what you got. Like, hey, we'll see what Jackson Merrill does. Like, no, no, no. The expectations are going to still be at a bar of postseason. Sure. Yeah. yeah, Like like, that, that is not changing. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how many rookies they have on this team to start the year. Like if they don't make the postseason, like there has to be change. And that is, that's how I view it. Well, on cue, Andrew, thank you for your support. I know he's watching John and Jim earlier. I know Andrew, I believe is in Korea. This comes in, I think with Yen. So thank you for the super chat, Thanks, Andrew. Andrew. And I think Andrew, you're going to be there, right? In Seoul for the games coming up against the Dodgers, which is awesome. Um, okay. So he says sub 500 in July, this hypothetical with the Padres, does Preller make it to October? I would say yes. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you're fully like baked in. I mean, sure, you have a draft. It's kind of weird, lame duck, a draft. But he's actually been pretty decent. (laughs) People would argue the last two years with his drafting. I'm not, I'd be surprised if he was let go in this season. I just would. And not to say it's impossible. I think we'd have to go really sideways. Now, also, are you making trade deadline moves and selling off parts with a lame duck GM? Again, I think that's weird. We talked about it last year, but I don't know. Don't you think it would have to go haywire? To mm-hmm. potentially move them uh, midseason. Oh, dude, they have to be like twenty games under. If it, I mean, it would have to be a complete dumpster fire. I think so. I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. Because I mean, the 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 more you look at the holes this team has, and you look at last trade deadline, and you're like, I wonder what you they could have gotten for Blake Snell. I wonder what they could have gotten for Josh Hader. You know, well, I mean, a, a good amount, a good yeah, amount, right? And maybe, maybe you get more for Juan Soto at the deadline instead of waiting in the off season. I don't know that. I don't. I mean, we'll see what the the players that yeah you know, came back in the got. Yankees deal do. And Michael King could be fantastic, and Johnny Brito and Vasquez and Drew Thorpe, um, who is like the most handsome man on the freaking planet. Have you is seen he, this guy? I, no, I've never seen him. I should look him up. It's it's like, like GQ. 
I'm like, bro, how what? Look up Drew Thorpe right now. Okay, Drew Thorpe Padres. This guy with the mustache? Yeah. I mean, I'm not really like a big like mustache guy. I just think he has fantastic hair. His jawline is pretty chiseled. And when you when you throw in a mustache and like blonde hair and like and like top prospect like the Padres organization, it could yeah, could be worse. Could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fine. Yeah. Um, okay, that's great. By the way, we need to tell you about our title sponsor in a moment. I do want to thank John for his super chat. Guys, if you're here, subscribe. You're on contract from Padres fans. Thank you for the super chats. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. He says he's not trying to freak out. It's us too. Yeah, it's um, okay. Don't but worry, it's a fun. lot has to go right for the season to be a success. We need at least one outfielder and a starter, LFGSD. But after today, uh, forget about today. Yeah. But don't forget about the last 100 days. Throw it in the trash today. But today, like, throw yeah. into the trash. But they lost Blake Snell, Josh Hader, and Juan Soto since the last time you saw them. And so Seth that's Lugo what you should be. And Michael Walker. Yeah, Michael Walker. And they've added in Wusuk Go, who we know nothing about, and Matsui, who was great today, and Jerks and Profar, who doesn't have a visa. And Wandy um, and great, you know, and and they've added some pieces that hopefully are valuable. I think the backup catcher from the Yankees is probably pretty valuable. I think Michael King hopefully has value. These Florido, yeah. who we're going to see tomorrow. I mean, there's guys that hopefully have value. I'm just, yeah, you know, the last time we saw them, they weren't great, and they've lost a lot of pieces from the last time we saw them. And the Padres haven't really fully dealt with that. And it's like sometimes it's like the 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 rent money's due. Here we are. Where's the money? Where's the team? Like like we had all off season. Like, I, I think if you just were open with your fan base and was like, look, this is a transition year. Um, this is probably a developmental year. Um, we're going to give a lot of guys in our system opportunities. We hope that things work out. And, you know, postseason is definitely our like goal. But, you know, we're just going to be honest. Like, this is a developmental transition year for us. Mm-hmm. Problem is... I don't think Preller has the luxury of of that being the case. Especially after what Eric Cassandra said about him. Yeah. So that's where I'm like not understanding this. Like if 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 truly this is not a year that is is I mean, if this truly is a year where Preller is like kind of on the hot seat and, and it's not like his job isn't like fully secure then why wouldn't he be trying to do everything possible to make this team the best it possibly could be instead of just saying, well, we'll just go through our system. Let me answer that. I know. Does he have the 20 million bucks? That's true. And is that enough to make any real difference? I guess might. Well, like I said, no sympathy for AJ if he doesn't, because a lot of it's his fault. All right, we, we need to thank our title sponsor, who is back for year whatever on the yes. wrap-up show. Since we took it to YouTube, September of 2021, Mark Nimitz has been with us. Thank you, Mark, for your support. If you are here live or on replay, we thank you for your support. If you have any insurance needs, you got to get in contact with Mark Nimitz. It's as simple as that. I mean, Mark is a diehard supporter of this channel. He's a diehard Padres fan. He's a lifelong San Diegan. He's a great insurance agent. You can take it from us. I've got a homeowner's life insurance and earthquake insurance policy through Mark. His website's on the screen right now. You can click the link in the description to get free quotes online or just call Mark. He'll talk to you about the Padres like we will. Uh, and he'll save you money in your insurance, $750 or more just by switching. He can save you money. He can save you time. I had to file a claim in 2022. He saved us thousands of dollars and so much time. Whatever it is, auto, home, 
Renner's Life. Mark Nimitz is your guy. He is the title sponsor of the wrap-up show. We are thrilled to have Mark back here in 2024. If you support our work, please support Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. Yeah, love Mark. Glad he's aboard for uh, upcoming season. And uh, all his information is in our ticker below. Uh, his email address, mnimitz at farmersagent.com. When you reach out to our buddy Mark, if you just want to talk Padres baseball, he'll be more than happy to do that. Um, but when you do reach out to him for all your insurance needs, let him know that John and Jim from the wrap-up show sent you. All right, let's talk about the good for a moment. Actually, I want to talk about other things. Ethan Salas, I hate the pitch clock, even though I don't mind the pitch clock, but ringing up some dude in a spring training game in a 14-1 game on a pitch clock violation is just dumb. So he goes 0 for 2, but it's like 0 for 1 and we'll never know. Um, You had uh, Matsui work a, I mean, a scoreless inning with three strikeouts. Was it three up and three down? Fantastic. Three straight strikeouts in a row. So that's terrific stuff. You had Jackson Merrill, I think, play a fine left, if not better than that. Yeah. Um, he was 0 for 2 with the plate. You had Cronenworth Homer, which is good. He's got a new approach. Stands. Almost like his plate new stance. Yeah. Instead of upright. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't all lost. No balls to Bogarts or Kim in their quasi new positions. Nothing on the ground, at least in four innings. Well, Kim's played um, short a lot. So, yeah. You had a ball hit over Bogarts' head in the first inning. Then I'm like, why did you put him at second? This is a terrible experiment, but I didn't say that. <laughs> um, outside of that, you used 12 pitchers. Some were good, some were awful, and you live to see another day. And you know, tomorrow against the Dodgers, one more time. It's the last time before Korea. Tomorrow against the Dodgers is the last time against the Dodgers before Korea, March 20th. So, I think the biggest positive out of today's game to me, Yuki Matsui, hands down. You heard Gavin Lux after the game talk about uh, facing Yuki Matsui and. I don't have his exact quote in front of me, but it was along the lines of dude's nasty. <laughs> like that guy's good. That, that's, that's what Gavin Lux said. And Gavin Lux, um, you know, he's supposed to, he's a highly rated pro, uh, you know, guy for the, the Dodgers, even though he got hurt last year, he's playing the big leagues a lot, but um, to hear that from Gavin Lux, I thought that was a good thing. Jeremiah Estrada also came from Chicago. Um, fantastic. In the inning before Yuki Matsui, three up, three down, three straight strikeouts. Um, and then, you know, that's pretty much for me, that's pretty much it from the pitching side. I mean, Steven Wilson had a clean inning, uh, Kevin cops had a clean inning. Um, you know, other than that, not much from the pitching side that you look at and then offensively, nothing there. Uh, yeah, you like what Jake Cronenworth did cause he's going to need to have a bounce back season after his decline since 2020, but to me, the number one takeaway out of today was uh, if Yuki Matsui is going to look like that, that's a good sign for the Padres. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I agree. And, and uh, by the way, AJ Preller's offseason with his bullpen might be uh, really good. I mean, it's possible. Really? Yeah. I think that, you know, you lose Josh Hader, but you have maybe more versatility in the back of your bullpen. Um, he certainly has arms. Um, again, he acquired a lot in the Soto trade, whether that's for a rotation or the bullpen as well. Um, so yeah, I'm you know I think they who was it though we had on recently? It was like you know what the bullpen is good but not great. Like there's good arms but not great arms essentially. Was it? I forget who had we had someone on who was who wasn't as complimentary of the bullpen as I thought he was going to be. But I think right now if you're talking about strengths, like okay, was Kyle Glazer? lineup rotation? I don't know if it was Kyle. It may have been. He yeah, I think it was. I mean, he said, listen, we'll see how it plays out. Or was it Scott Which Miller? Which surprised no. me a little bit. I think it might have been Kyle. 
I think it might have been. But, I mean, out of lineup, rotation, bullpen, bench, I'm starting with bullpen, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I, I said it, and I've been on record. I think that this bullpen has the possibility to be fantastic. I think I said, like, top five bullpen in baseball. I'm just, but the only, my only caveat there, Jim, I would agree with you if they had an elite closer and maybe they do. I just don't know about him. Right. No, no, I, That's I my agree. Issue. I agree. If Robert Suarez is going to be 2022 version, Robert Suarez, and then add 34 saves to that, you know, like stat line. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, with, I just looking at the bullpen and the arms they have. Suarez, Matsui, we haven't seen go yet. Wandy Peralta, you have Stephen Wilson, Tom Cosgrove, um, you have De Los Santos, who they got in the trade. Yep, with Scott Cleveland. Barlow. Yep, but we haven't seen yet. I don't even know if we've seen him in camp. Have we? Have you even seen him in camp? I haven't <laughs> seen him know. in camp. Um, Brito, Vasquez. I don't know if they're going to be transitioned to the starting rotation. One of them probably will be. Maybe one of them. Um, so I, I, I look at the bullpen they have and that the, what the bullpen they've assembled. And I just think that it has the potential to be pretty nasty. Um, dependent on if they can get some, you know, kind of innings eaters in your starting rotation, because the worst thing for a bullpen is to have to eat up a lot of innings because your starters can't give you consistent, like consistently five innings. And that would be the biggest problem. This Arizona Washington state game is what is, yeah, what is happening over there? (laughs) I know I never watch games during this, but it's spring training. Um, Oh, is he what's, out of bounds? What's happening? What's happening? Tell me. Tell me what's I'm happening. watching. I don't know. I saw people talking about it on social media, so I turned it on. It's just a good Pac-12 late night game oh, <laughs> between Arizona and Washington State. That's tied. Seventy-four all. Twenty-four yeah. seconds left. Yeah, and Washington State has a chance for a four-point play to take a lead. Keisha Johnson just fouled a three-point shooter. Um, that must be. Oh, that sucks. What was I going to say though? Real quick, I forget because I'm watching this basketball game. Yeah, that's bad on me. I forget what I was going to say. I was talking about that. Oh, yeah, I know what I was going to say. Bullpen. I know, but I know what I was going to say. It has to do with this, like, you know, there's all this bitterness right now towards Bob Melvin. I get it. When people, there's bitterness towards Juan Soto and Bob Melvin, and there will be to A.J. Preller when he's gone. And there will be to Mike Schilt when he's gone. None of these guys are 20-year managers. I mean, let's, you know, you know how this works. They've had how many managers under A.J. Preller? So Mike Schilt's not going to be here for forever either. Um I actually kind of gave credit to Melvin for being like, you know what? In the end, the way it ended with like kind of the animosity on both sides, like, and I'm paraphrasing completely, but he was like, you know, I kind of look back on that like, yeah, my bad. I mean, there was some maybe bitterness or animosity there that I I don't know, maybe I shouldn't have displayed. I'm talking about Melvin. It, at the end of the day, this is like doing what's best for the kids. It had to go this way. It's not just Melvin. It's not just Preller. Melvin had has accountability. So does AJ. It goes back and forth. We'll never know exactly the moment or exactly how or why, but it happened. And why are we pretending like good riddance now they're 100 times better? It just is what it is. He had a good 2022 and a bad 2023, and the sides have gone in separate ways. And, and why is it anything more than that? I mean, he's still the only manager under AJ Preller to have back-to-back winning seasons and take a team to the, the, you know, a real postseason and 
go to the yeah. NLCS. So yeah, so it's like why not celebrate it? Because what we're gonna now you got to boo him every single time that he manages at Petco Park. Like he's some villain. I, think, I mean, is he really a villain? I think the quote that really ticked a lot of people off was the like at Melvin's press conference when he mentioned during his time as a Padres manager, he would look over in the in the opposite dugout at like, right. man, I wish I was over there for like Giants, you know, mm-hmm. games or whatever. Right. And do I blame do I put blame on Melvin for twenty twenty three? Like, yeah, absolutely. Sure. I guess all what? get blamed. Guess what? Every like you said, everybody gets blame. And it's not just his fault. You know, it the the, the relationship with AJ Preller and him isn't like like just exclusive to Bob Melvin. You think that AJ Preller was has always been a saint when it comes to communication with his managers? No. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons why he's gone through so many managers is he can't communicate well. Mm-hmm. What's happening? Uh, no, this is uh, time out on the floor. Nine seconds left. No big no. deal. Washington State up one. I don't even care. I mean, do I really care? No, but you know me. I'm such a junkie. Um, when we it turn it off. Basketball. No, not with nine seconds. <laughs> but but yeah, it's, it's look, it takes two to tango. I put Bob and AJ in a their own category of blame. AJ won. Okay. He, he got to stay. Bob left. AJ did not want Bob back. I don't think Bob wanted to come back, but he right. <coughs> don't die. <coughs> oh my gosh. He was under contract. And so he was going to come back, but said it today. AJ is so lucky that the giants fired Gabe Kapler because if they didn't, yeah, otherwise he's in a tough spot. What's he going to do? Then he's going to have to fire another manager. And for this situation to happen where it's perceived that Bob wanted to leave and Bob didn't want to be here. And AJ was like, I, I wanted Bob back, you know, like I, I think he got lucky, honestly. And true. Like, cause we talked about it at the time and a lot of people in the media were talking about it as well to go through another managerial firing. Uh, I mean, you can't do it. But he didn't even say he was going to. I mean, the season ended. He's like, Bob's going to be back. <laughs> and then you really think so? If the Giants I mean, never had an opportunity, it. I don't know. It, it would have I, been a, a good question. It would have been, I, I, it could have been a disaster. Melvin addressed that with um, Bryce Miller yesterday, saying, like, it wouldn't have been good. What happens if there was drama? What if we got off to a bad start? It wasn't going to be fair to the team, to the fans, to the this, to I think the that. I think that if, if the Giants never had an opportunity at some point or another, Bob would have been fired. That's just how I feel. Yeah, unless no, they came out this right. year and like played amazing. But you know, I, I think if the Giants never had that opportunity, which I'm sure Bob Melvin sits there in San Francisco or you know wherever he's living now, thinking to himself like, "Thank God." But <laughs> um, I do think it, it would have resulted in a firing or probably a mutually parting of ways, one 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 or the other. But. Yeah, man. I, I don't have any problems with Bob like at all. I really don't. And people do right. because they're bitter. Okay, a couple of things here. Underdogfancy.com. Okay. Jim just won today. I did. Doing an MLB spring training pick'em involving Padres Dodgers. So great. MLB pick'ems are going on right now. And you can sign up with promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. You will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Okay. If you use promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S. 
WRAP. Click the link in the description down below or go to underdogfancy.com or the Underdog Fancy app. So today, Jim won on Padres Dodgers. You can, again, do a pick for tomorrow's game. Johnny Burrito. Maybe you're feeling the one-and-a-half strikeouts in the one inning. Maybe you're not. Ooh. You go higher or lower. One-and-a-half strikeouts is a lot in one inning. Yeah, I'm going to go um, lower on that one. I think so you go lower there, and then maybe you pair that with a little NBA action. Mm. Like, for example, maybe you're thinking that Trey Young's going to score f- higher than five points in the first quarter against Toronto tomorrow because everyone's thinking that. Think All of a sudden, be. you go two for two on that pick. I'm 20 bucks, pays 54 bucks. Okay. I won, I won 30 bucks today. So Jim won today. So, yeah. Yeah. So, promo code PADRAP, P A D S W R A P. You can do it across all sports. Major League Baseball is back. Take advantage of this. Promo code PADRAP, P A D S W R A P, and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app. What did you win on today? What was the play? It was, I only did the Padres Dodger game. Mm-hmm. I did. I'm going to play here. this, by the way. I did uh, Joe Musgrove lower than one and a half strikeouts and Gavin Stone lower than one and a half strikeouts. Who so. wants to join in on the action tomorrow? Dude, I can't believe Under- I missed out on that five picks for $400, bro. I thought it was like four grand. <laughs> no, it was, I hit everything but one play and I missed out by seven points. I was so mad. Take advantage. Promo code pods wrap. Play along it's, with us. Use dude, it's fun. It is it's fun so fun. To play. It's so easy. We're doing it so much now. So play along. The pickums are, I mean, it couldn't be easier. Yeah. And I just again, go, I like, just, why why not? Yeah, I just go to the go to the app. I'm in the lobby right now. I can yeah. literally choose any sport I want. Like if I want to do college basketball, like I can do college basketball. If I want to do yeah. the PGA tour, I can do the PGA tour. And I can choose up to five picks and it just progressively gets higher and higher win total for you the more players you have in your pick them um, right and so like yeah it, it is super easy super fun you can view by game so you can just do a single game if you want you if you want to just do like you know tomorrow uh basketball if you just want to do toronto atlanta that game you can choose that game and they give you a bunch of different plays um same thing with spring training baseball you they give you every spring i mean you you can you can choose higher or lower play play this with spring training baseball like that's that's awesome 100 percent. no i'm completely with you i'm completely with you so again promo code pods are at p-a-d-s-w-r-i-p get a 100 deposit match up to 100 i'm trying to find the comment in here real quick i wanted to get to i mean this this is an interesting talking point to consider this year in general like Jeremy says, still feel X should be the shortstop and Kim at second. The reason I say it's interesting is it certainly isn't something when you felt like when you talk about pressing needs, was it pressing no. in 2024 to move Xander to second and Kim to short? Could you argue that it makes you a better defensive team? You could. Could you argue that also it could be a problem for Bogarts moving positions? And yeah, you could. So I don't think one way or the other it's overly impactful. I thought the Padres were trying to sell it like this is really impactful because Kim is such a plus-plus defender that by putting him at short, it's really unlocked our infield. I don't see it that way. I think maybe they're they're better defensively with him over there, but maybe also you're opening up like a can of worms with Bogarts. Like, do you think this will be, I don't know, something that we're discussing throughout the course of the year? The fact that Bogarts is now at second, like is that going to be a, a challenge or tricky? I mean... 
it could it could rear its ugly head like he doesn't turn a double play ball or and then it leads to something yeah yeah you know or he pivots the wrong way on a throw or or something along those lines like it could absolutely happen i view it as like a more of a clubhouse message leadership move does it make this team better like it, it kind of feels like a like a, a, a minimal upgrade. I mean, you're taking a gold glove second baseman, putting him at shortstop, where he's also probably a gold glove shortstop, and taking a shortstop who has played every single game almost of his entire career at the big league level at shortstop and putting him in a position he's never played before. Mm-hmm. You know, like, do you want to keep the shortstop who's played almost every game of his career at shortstop? And I mean, there was nothing defensively last year about Xander Bogarts as short that made me go, this guy can't be a shortstop. Yeah, maybe, I agree. Maybe like five years or something, but not like now. And and then you felt completely comfortable with Hassan Kim at second base. So is this a move mm-hmm. to like you said unlock their infield? I, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, was it the most pressing need that they had to do? Like, no, I really don't. I kind of that's why I think everyone was so surprised by it because it's like, wait, you, there should be other things that are happening besides this. What I do think the biggest part of it was is the is. Knowing Xander did not want to do it, but he did it for the betterment of the team. Sure, sure. And it it's it sends a message to that clubhouse that this year we ain't doing that shit we did last year. Hey, if we need you to bat someone in the lineup and you don't like it, guess what? We ain't gonna throw a fit. We're we're gonna we're gonna do what's best for the team. If the team decides that's the best for the team, then we're gonna do it. We're not going to throw a fit. We're not going to cry about it. We're not going to bitch about it to the media. We're going to go out there and do it. We're going to be professionals, and we're going to play baseball. I think that's the biggest thing that came from this is that Xander put that all to the side and said, look, the team thinks this is better, best for the team, then I'm all for it. Like, I'm a leader. I'm going to show everybody, especially the young guys, like, hey, it's not about me. It's about we. And I think that's the biggest thing that came out of it. Do I like, like you said, does it unlock their infield? Like, no, I don't. I just, yeah, I like long term for Xander at second. Yeah, it makes sense because right, a thirty six shortstop is dumb. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's not Ozzy Smith, but right. I, I mean, I, I'm with you. I think the selflessness of it, I think, probably has value, but I'm not overly convinced of it. I go back to what Manny Machado said last year. What is culture? What matters? Do your job. You that, know, like that is the part of culture, though. I feel like that is the I, part of I culture. Agree. It is. It is. It is. But will it add up to wins? That's to, yet to be determined. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. You're 100 right. It is. What he's showing is a level of selflessness or selflessness that I think is beneficial from a team perspective. But what what the words that they were saying last year of the clubhouse were, none of it matters. Do your job. Just go win. Just go win baseball. Exactly. Yeah. So, but it's a new year. So maybe, maybe it is, maybe it is a value. I hope it is a value. I think there'll be a little bit of a learning curve. Listen, you can't freak out when Bogarts makes a mistake at second. Kim right. has made a mistake at second. Cronworth has made a mistake. It's going to happen. He's not going to be perfect. He wasn't perfect at short. So, yeah. and then, again, if it's something crazy, then it'll be addressed. It's not going to be crazy. He's played on the right side of the infield and shifts all the time, you know? Yeah. And the only thing that is a little like weird about it is like what happens when Hassan Kim's not here next year? Who's if that's the case? (laughs) If that's if that's truly the case, like if they don't lock up Hassan Kim to an extension, then what? 
Are you just, are you moving Jackson Merrill from left field back, you know, to shortstop? Are you putting Xander back at shortstop and putting Jackson Merrill at second base or putting Jake Carnworth yeah, at second base? That's a question for another I mean, hey, day. Another it, day. It, it wouldn't be a Padres roster without complete, utter lack of roster construction. <laughs> yeah, it's a little – that's – Maybe that part makes it even odder. You're right. Because like if Kim isn't going to be here after 2024, then why are you, why is anyone rocking any boat? If Kim just walks out, then deal with it then. Kim walks out. Now you have Merrill. Now you yeah. have Bogarts. And now you address it. But now, is it a play for Kim long-term? Is but that then his discussed? value goes. Then his con- you put him at shortstop, and he becomes a gold glove shortstop. Mm-hmm. And he puts up comparable numbers, maybe even better numbers offensively. You've just added another maybe 25, 30, 40 million dollars to his contract. Yeah, I mean, he's already been a shortstop, but I mean, the point's valid. I mean, well, that's like this idea that they've made it, he's more valuable now via trade. Is he? I don't think so. Everyone knows what he is. Also, too, um, yeah, like we're talking about, okay, if Kim leaves, you know, then. The, the move would be to put Jackson Merrill at short because he's more, most comfortable with that. But, mm-hmm. and you already have Bogarts having a year under his belt at second base instead of potentially next year you're putting two guys at a position up the middle. One, both of them never played there in the big leagues, right? Xander at second and Jackson Merrill at short, even though Jackson Merrill's a shortstop by trade and he's that's his natural position. But it's like, do you want next year if Hassan Kim leaves to have two guys at a new position or just one? It's an interesting point. It is. It's an interesting point. I I don't know. I don't think they're thinking 2025. It's just like we're not thinking Monday's show. Right. Yeah. I'm not thinking Friday's show. Yeah, exactly. The show starts in like six. I don't (laughs) think they're thinking it. I mean, I hate to say it that bluntly, and I don't truly feel that way i mean obviously there's people in charge of roster construction beyond this year but i don't think they're putting all their eggs in the 2025 basket tonight i think they're really thinking about to, who's going to be in left field yeah. can jerks and profile get a visa is johnny Peruto going to be effective <laughs> one one more thing just totally random i don't know if you noticed it but i did bro is is luis campusano's batting stance one of the like weirdest you've ever seen yeah but i mean i think it has been right he just hits though not to that extent maybe it's more exaggerated and who gives a shit if he hits i'm just saying it's like batting stances guys dream to like oh there's luis campusano here we go you know like (laughs) i just thought it was interesting that that like that's a that's a crazy stance dude i've never i've never seen to that extent where he is Open like almost hips open up to the pitcher, choking up. Yeah, wide what, open, four or five inches wide mm-hmm. open. Mm-hmm. If he hits, who gives a crap? If he hits, I mean, here's the thing with him actually. If he stays healthy, that's like he just doesn't play. I mean, how many career games does he have? Not very many. And he did hit last year, but he didn't play. I mean, he was hurt. So I mean, he's got to step up and be healthy for a year and make ninety starts behind the plate. Easily. And then, I mean, he that's just what he's got to do. I mean, I'm not going to ask for 130 because he's not going to make it. And they don't want him to. But he's got to step up and make 90 starts and produce for this team on offense. And that's like 
a requirement. That's a prerequisite Dude, for this played, team. He's played how many career games? Fifty-five career games as a catcher. Yeah, exactly. No, and sorry, you're gonna ask him. Sorry, sixty-one career games as a catcher. He has started fifty-five games. He has completed forty-eight games as a catcher. Four hundred and seventy-eight innings total as a catcher at the big league level. Yeah, and he and he's been fine defensively, or was last year. But yeah, I mean, you're really putting an onus on him being available. Like he's got to be available. And I mean, are you, I don't know how much you trust that. Catching is a tough position, obviously, and there's there injuries that happen. Hey, if but, he's going to give you a slash line of three nineteen, three fifty six, four ninety one, and eight forty seven last year, give me a break. And you play one hundred and twelve games and start. If it's anywhere close to that. Oh my God! <laughs> I mean, if it's within forty in all those categories, you've—that's a big win, dude! Incredible. Um, Nick, thank you, man, for the super chat. He says uh, Eric Etzend is making sure AJ isn't thinking about twenty twenty-five. I mean, man, he was blunt, wasn't he? Very blunt. I kind of appreciated it, honestly. He was blunt. It's like, yeah, he's a great talent, talent evaluator. Oh, by the way, we need to win. Yeah, everyone's on like, you know, watch here. This is not a situation where everyone gets a pass. Like we're or we're all being evaluated. And another thing too is like, don't underestimate the power that Eric Gruppner is getting in this organization now. By the way, in what regard? Um, hiring, firing. In the regard of like swaying decisions with like baseball personnel. Swaying decisions. So uh, being involved in decisions that that the baseball operations is making or making decisions in terms of hiring or firing baseball operations being involved in like if aj came to him with a big trade idea that would that ended up bringing money to the team and and it doesn't fit eric or casenda's like budget chart i think that there could be a situation where uh Gruppner is nixing it potentially like i think that's the power he is gaining also, the power of, you know, potentially the fate of AJ's job. As far as like influencing whoever's going to make that final right. decision. Like if Eric goes to, or Eric Gruppner goes to Eric Ascenda and really gives him like a PowerPoint presentation of like why they need to move on from AJ. I think that could he's pretty I think he's becoming more influential in that in that sense. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be really interesting. Um, I'm gonna get to Murray's super before we get out of here. I do want to remind our viewers about our partnership with our friends over at FOCO. Look at that by gold the way, glove, bro. I know they just uh this is sold out though. They just unveiled what this is gonna look like. This is the looks like his pigtails. What'd you say? Look at like his pigtails. <laughs> But, man, our, our friends at FOCO, I mean, Jim's been talking about it for years and years and years. Dude, I have a Fernando type. Where'd he go? Oh, did his computer die? <laughs> Wait, what? I see him. He's. What happened? I think I hit the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Start of a seat. Listen, it's spring training for us, too, man. Yeah, yeah, we got to get the, back in the swing of things. Um, anyway, Fernando Tatis Jr. over at FOCO. Jim's been telling you about FOCO for a long time. I mean, their, their bobbleheads are incredible. All their specialty items. Um, if you use Wrap Up Show 10 as your promo code, click the link in the description down below to get to the website. You'll get right to the 
Padres collection, use promo code WRAPUPSHOW1010 and get 10% off anything. I mean, they really do have incredible products. And all, I, we always tell you about the bobbleheads. They sell out. They all sell out. I'm looking at the yeah. bobblehead. It sold out. Mexico City last year, it sold out. So, like, pick these things up because they go quickly. Like, this is a limited edition big head bobblehead that's available right now of Manny Machado. But That's Manny? That's Manny, man. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> that's Manny Machado. Um, I still have a... Um... The Fernando Tatis Jr. big head bobblehead sitting in my office here. Might you have do. To do. Might have to do something with that with their giveaway. I don't know. Okay. Now we're talking. Potentially. Yeah. Because, look, I love bobbleheads, but I think uh, I think that'd be a good giveaway. What do you think? It would. I think it'd be a great, great giveaway. But, again, if you're looking to stock up before the start of the season, I mean, Padres overalls, bobbleheads, Crocs. I don't, everything like bucket caps and floral caps and i just i just love everything that foco does as far yeah. as padres gear um and i'm a, i'm a sucker for a good bobblehead like my fernando tatis jr one here with the, the swag chain i know the swag mm-hmm. chain might give some ptsd to people and make people cringe a little bit but i don't know man this 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 thing is i love this one more in the glasses the swag dude i freaking love it I know you do. So click the link in the description down below. Use promo code WrapUpShow10. I just put a link in the live chat as well. Uh, take advantage of that offer as uh, Padres season is back. And, of course, we're just about a month away from the opener. Let me get to a couple supers that have rolled in here late. We'll get to them all, of course. This one from Murray. Murray, appreciate your support of the channel. You're always here. He says, happy note, San Diego State softball beat number 11 Missouri tonight, 3-2 in Palm Springs. Very cool. They get number nice. one Oklahoma. Oklahoma's not lost in years. Like, no joke, years. Really playing San Diego State this weekend. I literally like you're like a couple of years since their last <laughs> loss, I think, which is psycho. I mean, they're like, okay, they've won like 100 games. In a row. I don't know how many games they've won in a row, but they've won a lot. Um, so Murray, thank you. And yeah, congrats to San Diego State. They, they were almost made a college world series last year. They were in a regional, yeah, against Utah. Um, and it went three games, a decisive third game. They won game one. They were that close to getting to a women's college world series for the first time ever. Maybe they'll do it this year. And Richard says, I like YouTube gym better than 760 AM gym. Can you further that comment, Richard? Probably because I can say like Curse? shit. You and think? it's a different it's a different format on here. Like we're just I mean, we don't have to abide by commercial breaks. We don't have to abide by a clock. We don't have to abide by FCC regulations. You know, like <laughs> we can actually fully interact with the chat when it's hard to fully interact on radio with the chat that makes sense i think that's another like big thing with the wrap-up show compared to john and jim which is our radio show is that interaction on the wrap-up show with our chat is is uh it's just it's just better and it's oh he says yeah there it is yeah some people don't like it. Some people don't no, like when I curse, don't. though. But I will. I, I that's how I talk. Like people, oh, you I, will. I talk big. Like this. I say shit. I say fuck. Like I. It's just. <laughs> yeah, we get it. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Like it's. It's just can't handle it. I'm sorry, but be an adult here, big boys. Hour two of the show tonight is about Trevor Bauer. <laughs> no, it's Dude, not. No. <laughs> We've had this conversation a lot, Jeremy. I mean, it's not happening. No, it's not. I mean, will he end up somewhere in baseball at some point? Maybe. I'd be surprised. It's been a long – he's been out a long time, a long time for Major League Baseball now. There's a reason. 
Uh, you you know, can argue the validity of the reason, but there's a reason. Like, here's the thing. So, Jeremy's retort might be like, well, look what happened with Matt Ariza today. He just got signed by the Kansas City Chiefs. Matt Ariza isn't a quarterback, wide receiver, or like a running back. Like, well, it's And it's completely different. Completely different. Is it not? I mean, each one is a unique circumstance. But, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong what I'm going to say here on Ariza. Like, I heard Jack Cronin on the news side today say – he was a what? What was the word he used? Like unfoundedly accused. Like there was a criminal case that was never tried because there wasn't evidence. There was a civil case wasn't that even was in the room. Dropped. It was yeah, even in the and, room. and there's evidence to suggest he right. He wasn't even like a party to this or whatever. You know, and I'm not some legalese expert, but right. like the Trevor Bauer thing is different. I don't know the full extent of the like those things happened. I, I, but I and it didn't he admit to some manner to major league baseball some level of wrongdoing did he not yes yes he did okay that's different right right on its face and i've said it before i wouldn't want trevor bauer you know when, when he was still pitching with the dodgers i was like i don't even want him on the team because i feel like that's just like a it's just gonna mess the clubhouse up <laughs> mm-hmm. like i just didn't want that guy on the padres it just, you know, and sometimes in sports, yes, I get it. it. If you can perform, who gives a shit out of you act? Who gives a shit if you're the worst person on the planet or if your teammates don't like you or if you're this weird clubhouse guy? If you can go perform and your team wins, then that's great. I think it's a little different in baseball, man. I really do. And I think that Trevor Bauer would just be a giant wrench in this clubhouse. And I think he'd be a giant wrench in a lot of players' clubs house, especially clubhouses that are, maybe with a lot of veterans and uh, you know teams that are expecting to win. If he goes to the Oakland A's, I don't think that matters at all. I think Oak- Oakland would be like the perfect spot for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go to the most irrelevant team in baseball right now. They're also not going to do it. In, in a place where nobody's there to cover him. There's no media coverage. Nobody cares at all. And get your feet wet back in baseball. Um, but to go to a team like, you know, the Padres or like the, you know, a team in New York, which would be crazy. You know, just, I, I don't think um, teams just want to deal with that headache. And I'm not, I don't mean by headache of the out, these allegations that, you know, happen with Trevor Bauer and, and everything where I think it's just, they just don't want to deal with Trevor Bauer and the circus that it, it would, it would create. It's not happening. It's, Right. I mean, I don't even know what to say. It's not happening. I, I like I'd be shocked. I'd be much less shocked at like a series of other events <laughs> happening with yeah. this roster. For everybody out there Bauer. just like screaming at the top of their lungs, sign Trevor Bauer. I've never seen him have a problem with the teammates, blah, 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 blah. Like, well, guess what? It's not just the Padres that aren't signing him. No one is. So that should tell you all you need to know. Actions speak louder than words. And if no team in baseball is signing Trevor Bauer, there's probably a reason why. Yeah, for years. By the way, there what heat on Tatis? Like, there's literally none. Like, there's what? no heat on Tatis. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you couldn't have less heat heading into Now, it's amazingly, considering the 17-month period he had before last year where it was getting a little dicey, there was, like, no heat on Fernando Tatis Jr. Like, none. Zero. Yeah. Zilch. What? What? I mean, does he need to have a better year? But that's a that's a productivity thing. That's not a heat thing. Um, so no, you don't do it because of, no 
heat? What heat is that? What heat does Tatis have? By, by whom? I watched every game. By last you? Year. He, doesn't get, he doesn't get booed. CSF, CSRF. He's the or, most hated Padre player because, like, or, you think? Well, he that's is? like, but that's like saying I'm the most. He's not. Nobody cared. I watched the games. They, he at Dodger Stadium. He wasn't getting booed in the second half of the year. People are just like over it. It's a different. I don't know why. I thought he was going to be. I was the one saying I thought he was going to get booed, and he did a little bit. Was around the league all okay? Guess what? Here you go. Ready? Uh, uh, because we're just throwing out random things about players because you say so. Uh, you Darvish is the most hated pitcher in baseball around the league because I said so. Right. Like, well, give me a break. And the thing with right. Trevor Bauer, I literally just said, actions speak louder than words. If no team in baseball is signing Trevor Bauer, that should tell you all you need to know. Plain and simple. And if some team Trevor signs Trevor Bauer, then great. Then he's got, then fine. That's great. But as of right now, there's no team out there signing Trevor Bauer. And like, that's factual. It's a fact. Because he's so, not on a team. <laughs> so if Trevor Bauer was viewed by and apparently a lot of people in this chat and a lot of people that we've, you know, yeah, everyone that, thinks he's the savior, you know, he's the answer. He's the savior to every team. Well, if he was the savior to every team that's in contention and trying to win a world series, don't you think that team would have signed him already? Yeah. Just, just I mean, look he, at, just, he can pitch. I mean, he had a nice yeah. year in Japan he can pitch, um, right. but you know, it's not happening. And by the way, the Padres aren't one player away. I don't, I mean, if, if Trevor Bauer isn't, unlocking the season to use that term again i wouldn't think i mean does he help maybe just from a sheer on field perspective you could forget forget about everything yeah probably yeah but guess yeah. what then he probably helps a lot of teams 20 plus teams and the other 20 plus teams have the same feelings than that the padres have apparently yeah i'm just i'm just saying guys actions speak louder than words and until trevor bauer is signed by a team that's all you need to know about what baseball thinks of trevor bauer honestly i agree I agree. And like the shield says, uh, you guys have all the answers, LOLs. Yeah, that's why you're watching us. <laughs> I mean, I don't have all the answers, I mean, but I'm yeah, telling you what I think and opinion. feel. And that's why you're my, here. Yeah, and that's my why opinion. Are here. And that's like literally why we do this to provide our opinions. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll that be was back. Fun. fun way to end that show. That was fun. Um, Sunday night. Let's do it again. Sunday night. Talk about they better win between now and Sunday night. Um, so we'll be back this weekend, Sunday night with more wrap up shows for you. Of course, once we get into the season, we are here for you. You have to subscribe. We've got the Korea series watch parties coming up. We will be watching those games live with you overnight, 3am March 20th and 21st. So subscribe year on content for Padres fans, smash the like button for us. Follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at Jim Russell SD support our partners, Mark Nimitz at farmers insurance, whatever your insurance needs are. He's our title sponsor. He will take care of you. Tell him. The wrap-up show sent you, Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code PODSWRAP. Play along and pick them games tomorrow, Dodgers and Padres. Underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. Get a 100% deposit match up to $100. And again, FOCO, click the link in the description down below. Use promo code WRAPUPSHOW10. Get 10% off your order of Padres gear, officially licensed through our friends at FOCO. Promo code WRAPUPSHOW10. All right, Jim. Back to season number five. Buckle up. <laughs> if, if tonight's what we're about to experience over the next six months, buckle up. Um, all right, guys. worse than last year. Wait, <sighs> you're not kidding. You're not kidding. All right, guys. For Jim, I'm John. Padres can't win them all. They lost 14-1. Such as tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow on the radio. 3 p.m. Kevin Acey's joining the show. Join us. 
San Diego Sports 760, John and Jim, free iHeartRadio app, YouTube, 3 p.m. Join us. Peace. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.